Welcome to episode 92 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our John Carpenter series begins with The Fog from 1980. Five minutes till midnight. We got time for one more podcast before the witching hour. On this day, 30 years ago, three friends, kind of looking like us, actually got together on a ship to record some sea shanties and have a good time. Little did we know. <laughs> what are you guys going to stop me? <laughs> How far do you want me to go with this? <laughs> Weren't the uh, the guys on the ship disease-ridden? Oh, yeah, they, they were lepers. Lepers, yeah. Yeah, for the longest that, time. That, I guess people might look at us and. Yeah, yeah. Because of our we're not the most attractive looking guys. We're radio people. Hey, listen, I haven't called a lot of weird things. I've never been like compared to a leper in my entire life. So we'll, we'll see. There's always today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, yes, we're excited to be here talking about, well, probably all of our, one of our favorite directors yeah. from all three of us. I oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter. One of my favorite directors and one of my favorite composers, like film yeah. score composers. And writers, so. apparently. I, yeah. I realized he wrote a lot of these movies. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about The Fog from 1980 today. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one of my favorite films by him. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be back. We took a little break it's after the... It's been a while since we've all been in the same room. And actually yeah. got to like... Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> The uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, mist has cleared. We actually get to see our uh, get our eyes on each other. Yeah, the, the COVID again is just it's been a rough year, but uh, it looks like things are kind of looking up. We and, can see uh, clearly now. Yeah, we might. Uh, I'm thinking we might have a good fall, and hopefully, and shocked by time Shocktober rolls around, we're going to be uh, back into the swing of things. We're be loving it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, I'm, I'm I'm editing the um, the best of 2020 episode. <laughs> And wait, wait, so like, it's what, like, are we going to like pull back the curtain? It's now like the middle of July. Yeah. Closer to the end of July. And like, you know what? We should record like the best of 2020 in like January. We can get it well, I think we, re- we did record a bit later. I think we recorded the Oscars. in March or something. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I do, I'll take all the blame. Editing has been tough, finding time. Uh, especially these long episodes, and it doesn't help. Those episodes were like they were just at least for me miserable time. Um, so I'm so excited to be back now talking Carpenter instead of a bunch of films I don't care about. I'm talking yeah. about you know a lot of my favorite films. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm having I'm I'm pumped. I'm having a good day. Yeah, I had me my too. had my shawarma poutine. Feeling I got good? this. Uh, what Saint is Amboise? this? Uh, apricot peach uh, peach beer. That you brought me, so I'm uh, I'm ready to ready to rock to rock. Yeah, what what are you guys? How are you feeling? Yeah, pretty miserable. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just get this over with, and uh, we'll see how it goes. He decided he hates the fog. Fine, like he wait, just wait. changed his opinion. Oh, by the way, I'm Maddie. 
I'm Kyle, <laughs> and and I guess I'm Adam. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have done this. That's uh, uh, okay. Again, yeah. we're we're a little bit yeah. rusty. You're gonna it's probably okay. notice this episode, maybe even next. It's gonna take a little bit of time to get back in the full full swing, but I think we'll be. Will be good. So, but, as yeah. you were saying, you're editing the 2020. You decided to be less of an asshole, is what you were saying before. <laughs> yeah. The podcast so started. Uh, that that podcast just like listen to it. I, I was just in the mood, and like even before that, there's certain times I noticed. Like I take it personal if people don't. Uh, not even like if they're like I liked it. It's like no man, you, you should have loved love it. it. And if you don't, I get mad about it. And then if you like films that I didn't like, it's like I get mad about it. So I think that this I'm going to start from this episode on and More try to embracing. be a, a better <laughs> a better so podcaster. I'm curious how far I could push this new Kyle. Yeah. If I said like I watched I don't know uh, y- y- Flo- Flora <laughs> and Ulysses and I really dug this movie about the squirrel. It was awesome. I had a ton of fun. You probably haven't seen it yet, have you? <laughs> You're making it tough. Well, here's the funny okay, thing. Okay, hypothetically, okay, that's another one. I, I didn't enjoy this movie. But we'll say I watched Disaster Movie or any of these movies. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I was laughing my ass off. I love this movie. Like, And I try to reenact these moments to you. Like I hit myself in the nuts, go cross-eyed. How far can I push you? I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to like love... He loves disaster movie. What do you <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like disaster movies. I don't know about disaster movie. But no, I'm not saying I'm going to love every movie. It's kind of funny because I decided to do this on the day where a lot of the films I'm going to talk about are films I didn't necessarily love because we're, we're leading up to our top 100 uh, episode and we're going to be counting down to our top 100 horror films of all time. So everything I've been watching... If it's really good, I'm kind of saving it for that. I'm not going to talk about it. So you're uh, just talking about the stinkers today. Not necessarily stinkers, but maybe films that didn't make my list. But I'm going to try to be, if I didn't like the film, I'm going to kind of be like, it wasn't for me, but I understand maybe why you guys liked it, okay? <laughs> I understand. You with a feeble mind yeah. would enjoy this movie. I don't understand anything. <laughs> yeah. So we'll You're see. Again, I'm going to try. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, uh, it's not going to happen right on the, it's like, you know, alcoholic, I'm trying to get off. It's, it's not going to happen right away. You know, okay. sometimes I'm going to sneak in a beer or two here, here and there. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm going to try to, I'm just going to try to be more understanding. I guess I'm gonna, I am I get, you know. You're going to tolerate fools more openly. Everyone has different likes and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like I may not be a modern horror film guy. Maybe people think it's the best de- decade. Idiots. But um, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll return in a new leaf. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you, yes. have you guys been watching some stuff, some good stuff? Again, Bad stuff. Not, uh, you know, I got some stuff I got. I yeah, want to talk about. But does anyone else want to jump in? I have only been watching. Well, I've been watching a lot of horror movies, so I don't want to get into it. But have you guys watched Boardwalk Empire? Yes, I just finished watching. This show is so goddamn good. Yeah, it is so goddamn good. It's it's under super underrated. It, I want to be like a one of them weird dudes, but it's better than Sopranos. Like I think head and tails above Sopranos. See, I don't know if I go that far. Sopranos but I, really dips in like a few episodes, a few seasons, just get silly and stupid. Where this one is like there, I haven't seen the last season yet. I just finished, above Rock Empire. Yeah, I just finished season four. So you never watched it. This is my first time oh, getting wow. into it. it. I've never seen it either. Oh, it, it's awesome. It, Every character no. is. It, so yeah, Tammy well and I played. just rewatched it. Mm-hmm. We both loved the show. Watched it when mm-hmm. it was was on TV, and uh, we usually have a nightly show. Right now, we're watching yeah. Deadwood, which fucking uh, again that might be like one of my top three that's shows. My, that's in my Melt Rush. Yeah, mark. yeah, I think so too. Again, every character in that show is perfect, incredible. But Boardwalk Empire, uh, I it's it's really really strong. Yeah, great performances, great storyline. 
I know some people didn't didn't love Steve Buscemi as Nucky Thompson. They're I, insane. They were looking for a Tony Soprano character. Yeah. I love the fact they didn't go for that. They went for this kind of like swarmy dude that had like an intense uh, glare that like you were intimidated by not what he could do to you physically, but just he outflanked you with every maneuver. Yeah, he's uh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, uh, sounds man. like me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'll be curious. We'll we'll have to talk about uh, as as you finish it up. Uh, and even every uh, insular character that comes in, I'm like, wow, Jeffrey Wright is so good as a doctor. Yeah, right? he, you just it, it, fucking hate him. He's, you, he is so swarmy, but like so like smart in a way too. Like you can see how he's gonna have like enemy. Chalky White is so goddamn good. Yep, Omar so, from The Wire. Yeah. Uh, Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. Yeah, yeah. great actor. Always yeah. always really good. So, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about talking. How far about along that. are you? Like, yeah. we just finished it. Oh, like you finished like season five? Uh, yeah, we finished because uh, season four ended in such a weird way. I'm kind of curious where they open it up to. Yeah, it's uh, it goes into the future a bit. Oh, it does. Like, yeah. does like a Parks and Rec kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. kind of like that. So, all right, all right, all right. Well, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious. We'll have to talk about it on other episodes. Cool, cool. Yeah, and one of those TV shows that I have in my back to, catalog to, to one day, like it looks good. It's mm-hmm. HBO. I'm sure I'll like it, but uh, it's just a matter of getting to there it. There was a great time on HBO, probably like I guess the early to mid aughts, where they were just hitting gem after gem, right? Like they still are like they're batting average. Mayor of Easttown, uh, which I'll, I'll talk about. Yeah. I, I, I watched uh, the other week, and uh, Kate Winslet is unbelievable is she great in it. It? and and there's a whole mystery about this girl that's that's been been kill, killed but it's more than that you're basically taking a look at family and small town and and all these interpersonal relationships with one of the greatest like lead performances of the last few years amazing oh, awesome. limited series from HBO again watchmen was amazing oh uh, another one i yeah. watched was uh, miss fletcher i haven't seen that one What's it, Catherine Han? Yeah. Has had a stellar year. Like, she got, like, one for, like, the uh, Marvel show that I thought, eh, she was okay. But she definitely deserved it for, like, the uh, Miss Fletcher. It's mm. fucking amazing. It's about this girl who, um, her asshole son goes to college. And she is now, like, a single mom, like, trying to explore her newfound freedom and, like, well, sexuality. Kind of, like, because she's a bit, a bit of mom before. And her son goes to school. And he's kind of uh, figuring out that his asshole ways that got him through, like, high school isn't going to get him through college because uh, he's a small town boy. He's moving to a big city and he is kind of a dickhole that no one likes. So it's kind of cool to see how they kind of shift and they play off each other that way. So yeah, yeah. that is it's something. It's like a limited run. I think it's only like six episodes or something. Uh, I'll put on my list. And there's yeah. Succession. Have you seen Succession? No, I haven't. Which is maybe the best TV show of the last few years. Oh, get out of here. So uh, HBO still killing it. Mm. So you guys are talking about TV, you know what? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's sorry, okay, sorry, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're allowed to have your own opinions. Yeah, because I, I, I picked up uh, Crave, so I've only been watching HBO before I lose it in a month. So Okay. And really, like, you go from that to Netflix, and I'll talk about something from Netflix now. All right. It's, it's night and day, the quality from mm. the HBO programs to that. So I'm going to talk about Fear Street uh, Part 1, 1994. Uh... Yeah, I, I didn't really like this. Uh, what, what didn't you like about it? Was it just uh, two? So, one, the, it's 1994, but there's nothing actually that screams 1994 <laughs> no. other than they, they, they use, like, 
20 second needle drops over like in the same scene and they fade them down it's insanity they make no it's, sense it's funny because yeah i was i've been hearing a lot of pause buzz about this but that's the one negative that everyone's saying like they there's a music like every 10 seconds and right when i read them like oh adam is gonna hate that <laughs> it, it, it's so poorly done uh and i don't know like all the characters are a little bit flat to me like they're they're just characters uh that that are there for one purpose they're this type of person or that type of person and and there doesn't seem to be much depth the actual horror stuff i didn't think was that good either um it, it, it seemed like a lighter uh in terms of like character development or or acting chops uh like stranger things Huh. Um, yeah, I, 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 and honestly, it seems like a TV show because yeah. they're just setting up this this whole kind of mystery. Well, it's around kind of that. three films, but they're all connected yeah. as like one. It's kind of like a special. It's kind of a first of its kind where they shot three movies and then like it was meant to be theatrical, where it would have been like a new movie in theaters every like whatever week or two weeks or month or however they were going to do it, which would have been. Awesome. Kind of interesting. Um, but then Netflix bought it out, I guess, and did the did it. Um, yeah, I, this like is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch the other ones now. It, and I think it might be more than the sum of its parts. You think like a, I think the overall yeah. story, there is something interesting there. But he got got to get through three. To be fair, yeah. though, you're not necessarily a slasher guy, right? Like, because uh, it seems like a lot of the people that are seem to be loving it are, are people that grew up loving all the. I just 80s, didn't. I just didn't think it actually like was a good homage to hmm. it either. Like I that I I don't understand the horror fans because it doesn't feel like those movies. Yeah. Uh, other than the the, uh, the opening's kind of cool with uh, Maya Hawk and, and the the kind of scream opening. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I I'll give it uh, five point five pumpkins. Well, this, this was both of our. Was this? Yeah, was, yeah, I was pretty excited about so this. So we'll see. I, I haven't watched yeah. it, so I can't say anything. I'm going to be disappointed if it does disappoint me. But uh, if you, yeah, it's it, like it's modern yeah. horror. Uh, yeah. it, it has no yeah. signifiers. Is it, is it neutered? Like a, like a neutered '80s slasher, or not even? It's not even yeah. an '80s or '90s slasher. Yeah. Uh, like that's that's the thing. It, it felt very much 2021. And just not very good. Except people say like, "Oops, I did it again." That yeah. kind of there, there's a bunch of like stupid yeah. signifiers. Of, not <laughs> uh, of of 1994. Anyways, I watched that. Um, cool. Uh, so I, I watched uh, "In Search of Darkness: A Journey into Iconic 80s Horror." This is from 2019. This is a documentary. This I think it's is like, like the three four hour number. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, is it? Yeah, it's either three or four hour, or is it five hours? I don't remember. Is it's it part long. one or part two. Um, so this is the first one. Now this they you could only get through a Kickstarter the Blu-ray, and they did like different. So they did the regular version, and then they did like some horror host. I think they did three other ones. One of them was Elvira, and if you bought this, um, she has extra segments, I guess. Like oh, she'll cool. she'll introduce like p- parts of it. So I- I'm a huge Elvira, Cassandra Peterson fan, so I had to get this version. Now here's the thing: it- it's not cheap. <laughs> it's one of the more expensive How Blu-rays. I-, I don't know. <laughs> okay, seventy. It, probably not that much. So well, I actually missed out on the first one because I was like, I don't want to pay that. Yeah. But then they, they came out with part two and they had, well, if we buy this, you can get part one with it for an extra whatever amount. Um, and it's one of those things, it's like, even though I knew it wasn't going to be great, 
it's kind of like I, I just have to have it. It's just yeah. like my type of thing. And I think the only, I think they did eventually put them on Shutter. It maybe is only yeah, other it way you can I watch watched them. it on Shutter actually. Um, so I don't regret getting it, and like it, it came with really sweet posters, and it's cool to have the, have the Elvira edition. But anyways, yeah, it's a it's a four four plus hour, um, pretty much documentary. But unlike other documentaries that actually have something to say. This is more kind of like it's almost like a fun kind of clips show, mm-hmm. where it's just like they they go through it in 1980. They sh- they talk about the five big movies there, and then they have all these different like I think there's like 40 different people they interview. So like t- everyone's on there: mm-hmm. Tony Todd, Joe Dante, Elvira, obviously Jeffrey Cohen, anyone you can think of. And then there's some newer like horror writers. It and was stuff. weird that like uh, the girl who was a uh, Bill Briggs um, partner was in it quite a lot. Yeah, and she had nothing to say. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, well, right? I, I, that's the thing. Like, if you're looking for, like, this interesting, I'm yeah. going to learn all this stuff, and, like, it has, this is not for you. This is almost like you put on maybe an hour at a time, and just, like, if you just want that yeah. nostalgia, because it's like, let's talk about these five movies that came out, and then it's people talking about, yeah, that movie is great, and there's this cool kill and that kind of thing. So, like, it's almost like a, this podcast <laughs> in a movie form with, you know, a bunch of Great actor. So on one hand, like I enjoyed it. It's it'd be great to have in the back room, maybe at a party mm. or something like that. What kind of party are you going to? <laughs> where you'd put on a documentary in like the with a bunch of talking heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because again, it's more it's more of a clip show, right? What did yeah. that guy say? Uh, 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 guys, guys, uh, shut up. That music. Girls, stop making out. Go here. No, but I think like a Halloween party or something, I think it'd be pretty Tony good. Tony Todd's on talking yeah. about the bees. <laughs> well, again, because it's not like not like them talking, it's more of like clips with like them talking in between over that. Um, so I don't know if you're if you're a horror virgin I think it'd be good for you just to like yeah. hear and you could probably come off the list I guess there was no movies in there that you're like oh wow yeah I there's nothing I out. learned so I, I talked uh, Ghost Story was one that I watched when I saw that I'm like yeah. oh that movie looks kind of amazing and yeah. I, I've heard part two they go into more of like the smaller, lesser-known films. Yeah. Like, this was kind of like they got to cover all the big ones. Yeah. And then part two, because I, I I don't think they covered a lot of Italian films, stuff like yeah. that in this. I don't know if they do in part two. But anyways, I'm going to give it six and a half out of oh, ten. Wow. I still enjoy it. It's entertaining. Like, again, there's nothing to it, but it's like, it's comfort food. There's like, I wanna, mm. I enjoy listening to Elvira talk about her favorite film from 1983. Mm. And like, I enjoy this person talking about their favorite kill in this film or whatever. Like, it's just fun seeing all these actors and directors excitedly talking about 80s horror films, which is probably my favorite decade of, of horror. So, um, But it's not going to be for everyone. I mean... I guess 80s probably is my favorite, too. You know... It, it, 80s guess, or teens. Yeah. <laughs> the 19... Like the 1920s? Yeah. Or that, that that's a pretty good one, too. Yeah. But I was going to think, like, there's pretty, some pretty spooky ones in 1915 and... <laughs> Uh, I, I got some more to talk about, but do you guys have anything else? Or? No, no, go, go nuts, man. Do you want to talk about something? Uh, so I watched uh, uh, Synchronic, which is from the Moorhead and Benson uh-huh. duo, who are some of the best setup stor- stories that have me so excited to watch their movies. And then I watch their movie and... The setup is so good, and you think this is going to be great, and they always fall flat. But they'll always have certain scenes where I'm like, fuck, that was amazing. Like, that'll stay with me. This is no different. Uh, it is a story about these paramedics that start running this drug, and then one of the daughters goes missing, just disappears from... Hmm. Out, they don't know where they where she's gone or what's happened, but she took that drug. And this drug takes you out to a different time period. 
So mm. and and it and it's about and there's you know Anthony Mackie's in it and he does all these experiments to see what's going on, but the drug is limited because they realized how fucked up this 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 chemical was. So he's trying to go find and save the daughter, and there's some interesting stuff, but man, it never really comes together. They're not great at dialogue. They never are. Uh, have you watched many of their movies, like The Endless or Spring? Resolution. Resolution. I don't think I've seen any of these. I actually. always i am glad I watch their movies and then think... I think I, I enjoy them more than you. I, I've always enjoyed them, um, but... They just never... They're never executed. Like, they have these great high-concept ideas, but compare this yeah, to, so like, I never had a problem. Like, you didn't coherence. like the acting, I guess, and... Um, well, they're terrible actors. And the, the end... What was the end this? Yeah, it's Where's more... I didn't, Moorhead I didn't and Benson it. are awful <laughs> actors. Yeah. That's why they're... They've never acted again. There's got to be a reason for that. They could they could make them the leads every time. Um, and some, some of the acting's better, but the dialogue always feels very, very forced. So... Um, I think one day these guys will get it. Like this had a bigger budget. They did some cool things with it. Um, the acting was better because they had some actual actors. Actual actors in it. Yeah, it's uh, Anthony Mackie, right? Is one of them. Anthony Mackie, who's 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 pretty good at it, and uh, Jamie uh, Dornan, uh, who was also fairly good. Who who's kind of had a good year for me in terms of like, oh, maybe this guy is pretty good. He was in Barb and Star, go to Vistel Del oh, Vistel right, Del Mar, right, right, right. which. Was way better than I ever thought it was going to be. Really, really funny. The uh, trailer alone was like, I can't watch this. But like, I've heard like, you got to check it out. The trailer is it's way, good. way more out there than the trailer sets yeah. it up. Um, it's it's very very, uh, f- very fun- funny. One of the funniest movies I've seen. So what are you going to give? Uh, I'm going to give it crime. six. Okay, six. So yeah. about the same as probably I would give the endless a resolution. Spring was my least favorite out mm-hmm. of them. Um, I watched. Uh, a film that you guys loved. I don't like the way he's like saying <laughs> yeah. this. He's kind of coming in like really um, sheepishly. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be positive. Uh, Raw <laughs> from 2016. Oh shit! Um, you guys you guys watched it. Uh, I thought I would check it out for my yeah. top. I didn't think it would make top 100, but I, I wanted to see it anyways. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just say it, it, it wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> I think I think you can definitely see the the director's talented. There's a lot of skill behind the camera, but uh, I just I didn't enjoy it at all. Like, <laughs> I, I think I just like talking about '80s like slashers and like the pranks and everything. It's yeah. like you have to to get into our our sorority. You got to stay the night in the haunted house. And, like this yeah. movie, it opens up with these assholes coming, destroying their room, throwing their mattresses out the door, out their window, and then they go to some rave party with blaring techno music yeah. and i'm just like get off my lawn like <laughs> you kids i don't enjoy this scene i'm not enjoying this at all the characters i didn't like i, I, I guess you're maybe you're not supposed to um it's just it's just one of those movies where like, i think it's made to be shocking and disturbing and there's definitely some scenes that you know maybe mm-hmm. you'll think of afterwards to stick with you but like I didn't enjoy the experience and I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of that other than be like, yeah, that was kind of di-. like, as you get older, horror films don't scare you anymore. So it's now, and, and maybe it's my problem with a lot of modern yeah. films. It's like, they can't scare you. So they are going to disturb you with whatever scenes. You didn't feel like tense when you were in the yeah. college with these kids. Yeah. Like, I, 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 yeah. When yeah. it was all going on, I felt it was like before there's even like 
any yeah. cannibalism or whatever. It's it was tense for me too. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think I I want to rewatch that one before I see her new one. Uh, which her new one's supposed to be insane too. Yeah, and more the, insane. And they're saying she might win the the palm. So oh, yeah? we'll see. Probably by the time awesome. this airs. Um, but I I think I want to rewatch this one there because I I saw it and and some of the unsettling things for me too. I I thought I don't know if this had, it really had much of a point with some of this other than yeah. and I thought about it more and I thought about the experience of of going there and being out of your comfort zone away from your family yeah. and how it all kind of comes together. And I, I just like over time uh, appreciate the film more, and I, I kind of want to rewatch it with that knowledge of yeah, yeah, it's not there just to shock you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just yeah. It's it, when it ended, I was like, I'll never watch probably that again, and I, I just didn't. I just didn't enjoy it. I think like I, again, I, I look for something different in horror film. Like I kind of want to be entertained. I want to see cool kills. I want to see monsters. I want to like. Whereas this film, I, I just didn't, you know, I, I didn't uh, yeah, get, you, get you, much you, out of it. It didn't have any of those things, that's no. um, what you Actually, I'm going to do this as a threefer because I think all these films are kind of yeah. films that a lot of people like, and they they all kind of are that movie to me. The next one, which, uh, sorry, I had another one you guys loved, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer from 1986, another one that um, gets a lot of love. And 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 same thing, like, I'm not part of this. I know this generation, it's all about, like, almost worshipping the serial killer. Like, there's a new yeah. doc every week, and people are excited about it. People they on are, our Facebook, like, new rock stars. who's the hottest serial yeah. killer? And it's like, this is kind of weird, and there's serial killer posters on people's walls, and, like, I, I whatever. Do you, th- you think this movie line like nice? Uh, well, see that that's the thing. Yeah. I know, I know, like I, I, know, I think it's the anti. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know that was their point. They say like ah, you know that at the time, you know all these slasher films were coming out and people were worshiping Jason and Freddy and those were the heroes in the movies and this is supposed to not do that. But I don't know if I I don't know if I buy that because here's the thing. Yes, you're you're following these characters. They're despicable human beings filming themselves raping and murdering people and yes like some of it is well edited the way they don't show it but you still get that discomfort knowing it happened but then there's stuff that it does happen i don't need to watch a movie about serial killers doing terrible things to say like you know what serial killing is (laughs) bad and i don't i don't think it's also like a dogmatic film really like i don't know you're 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 truly getting inside the head of of a, Henry, yeah, yeah, of, of of where he's at and how he's not just pure evil as well. Like it's not just some guy that's just completely wrong. Kill, kill, kill. He, there's a, a flip to that coin, but yeah. it's still a dirty coin. Like, yeah, no matter, what. No matter yeah. what, right? But yeah, there, there's there's more to it. Um, I don't know if there's a flip to the coin though. Like he's just he is crazy. Oh yeah, of course. And there's nothing course. like. But you show him kind of like with his like a friendship with the Otis. It's Otis, right? Was the other character? Yeah, but yeah, but and, even like, he that kinda, is kind of liked his like his sister. Kinda. And and the sister, he, he, he you almost he. There are things he's doing yeah. as as almost yeah. A you think it's gonna be, but in the end, he's just he's a serial killer. Yeah, that, that's just <laughs> yeah. it, right? Like, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why this that's, movie is so that's, unflinching. That's, like, but that's what I mean. Like, I, I just don't know if I need to watch an hour and a half. Yeah. To um, <laughs> to know that serial killers are just going to be serial killers no matter what. You know, they, they can be the nicest neighbor or whatever. Yeah. In the end, they're a killer. I, I don't know. I, I get what they're trying to go with. I think Michael Rooker's... Uh, oh, he is insane in this movie. In, in, so good in this movie, too. Like... 
It's probably one of those unflinching movies I've ever seen. Like it just pulls no punches. It's yeah. like stark and it's right there. So yeah, I don't know. I I guess I look, I just don't want to watch movies like that. <laughs> yeah. They're they're not for me. I'm not saying, you know, if people like them, but I do I do I am going to maybe judge the people that have serial killer posters on their wall. That's a little much. <laughs> what about tattoos? Yeah. Collect cards and like there's like because I'm in a lot of horror groups, there's people that like they get excited that they have signed memorabilia by a serial killer and they got this from this. It's weird. Like, yeah. I don't, I think it's kind of like this weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and people say, oh, like we just like reading up on it to understand. It's like, I don't know. Like, are you, tell me what you're getting out of understanding reading on mostly serial killers. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's something you might get out of some of them, but I think a lot of them, it's like, I think people don't want to admit it, but it's like the car crash. Like they oh, it's definitely what it is. get off a little bit on, on this stuff, which I don't know. It, it, you have to remember like these, People well, are real. Is These are real victims that died, though. There right? is something like, you said about know. getting into the mind of someone who could do this because everyone's kind of like, hopefully, everyone but, you know is. But most normal, of the but time, like, there's no. Most of the time, there is no answer. Yeah. Most of the time, it's not they got abused. Most of the time, it's like mm-hmm. they are just fucking that. Like, yeah. you know, they they were the nicest neighbor and you didn't expect much and whatever. Like most of the time, there's not. You know, mm. it's not. I don't know. Anyways, I. I I could get I kind of get why people got something out of both those like Raw again I think was a well made film, mm. but they just weren't for me. I'm gonna give them both five and a half. Oh wow, yeah. Um, and the one that I liked even less, the last health last yeah. house on the last left 1972. First time I've watched this. It's Craven, right? Wes Craven. This is you can the movie tell that put he's him going on, to be uh, a good director, but the tone in this shifts pretty much every five to ten minutes. Like at one point, it's a, uh, a fun buddy road trip movie where these two girls are going to a concert. The next, they're getting brutally raped. The next, uh, there's two drivers like chatting with a cop about how to find these girls. Bizarre. It's, it's so weird, and the soundtrack is so miscalculated. It almost sounds like a uh, like a '70s like. Uh, Burt Reynolds romp with him uh, Smokey and the Bandit kind of shit going on. And I, I would even disagree with you. Like, I, I think yeah. actually watching this, I was surprised how poorly made it is. Like, I think this is a movie that really became famous because so, of, of how shopping, shocking, disturbing it is. But it's a pretty poorly made film, whether it's edited, filmed. Like, like you said, it's so messy the way everything's put together. And I, I just don't know what the point of this is because. Like the rape stuff goes on way too long. It's just it's just like too sleazy and stays with it too long. And then like the ending though is so dumb and stupid. Like, mm-hmm. like doesn't is this the one where the, he puts the the head in the uh, microwave? Or am I thinking of? Did I get this mixed up with another one? I think no. It's one like the uh, the mom blows guy. Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah, she yeah. kills the only. So she takes. I'm spoiling here. Yeah. But I, I was going to watch this after <laughs> tonight. I'll just say this. I won't spoil too much. I'll just say they, the parents learn that, you know, th- these people killed their, their daughter and they're going to get revenge. And they, they, have all, they have all this time and, and that the killers don't know that they know so they can plan how they're going to do. And the best the mother can come up with, she's got him alone out in the woods. She can do anything, pull, whatever. The best thing she can think of is, I'm going to give him a blowjob. <laughs> And, and bite off his dick. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> that would be the last thing I would be thinking <laughs> of doing to the guy that raped and murdered your daughter. Right. And But the whole film, like, it's just so all over the place like that. And it's and it's just poor. I thought I was surprised how poorly so done this was. It, is Wes Craven not that great of a director? I'm throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah, like, I, I know uh, there's a lot of people that will say he is 
one of the best directors, and they put him uh, above for Masters Masters of Horror over the George Romero's, the John Carpenters. And I don't see it. I think he's made a lot of films that had a huge impact. Like Scream had a yeah, big impact. Nightmare Resurrecting Nightmare on Elm Street had a huge impact. This film okay, had a huge impact. What, what else? Like I'm trying but, to think. Like Shocker was pretty bad. Uh, Hills Have Eyes. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. Like even that. I think a lot of his films had impacts. But I think like even rewatching Nightmare on Elm Street, it's good. I don't think it's as great as everyone says. I thought this film was pretty poor. Hills Have Eyes is okay. The remake is probably better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shocker's not great. Scream, I'll give it that. Like as a '90s slasher, did resurrect. It's it's pretty. It's pretty good as like the first kind of winking mm-hmm. or one of the first, maybe the first to hit big winking at the, the audience kind of films. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just and maybe it's me, but a lot of his films I just don't get a lot of. Other than I, Red Eye, everybody agrees. Red <laughs> Eye. Is, I saw is that on the plane, and that's the only time I've seen that's that. That's weird, know, actually. Uh, yeah, that is kind of weird. But um, he, he wasn't even going anywhere. He just was like, "Could I watch this on <laughs> yeah, the yeah. plane?" I just want the full immersion experience. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was just surprised how, like, I knew this film, don't get me wrong, I kind of went in. I'm not a, I'm not into the rape revenge. I know some people like that genre. Obviously, no one likes someone getting raped for 20 minutes, and if you do, that's weird. But some people like, the, yeah, the, she's going to get revenge, and she's going to kill him in these t- terrible ways. But, like, it's not it's not my favorite genre, subgenre of horror. But, yeah, just, like, I was really surprised how the tone, like you said, was just so fucking messy and the bumbling car like yeah. i didn't know what type of film he was or what he was trying to say like it seemed like he had a message but he fucked it up the way it's all put yeah. together I, I don't know i i was um i didn't really enjoy it i i have like the big arrow blu-ray and i'm kind of excited i think the documentaries and stuff will be more interesting yeah. like the impact this had on because obviously this started that whole subgenre and you went into like um, i spit on your grave I spit on your grave and, and whatever but um yeah uh four and a half out of five for me what? out of five wait sorry out of ten yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait wait what the fuck that's like a danny review yeah. with a danny score yeah, that, <laughs> and i'm not even going to use our normal rating system <laughs> but yeah again not if people like those films that obviously all three of those are important to the genre. A lot of them are all, I think all three of them, I don't know about Last House enough, but F, high ratings. So mm-hmm. obviously people are getting something out of them. I, I think didn't. Last House has high ratings. But um, yeah, I don't know. Again, that's just not. When we get to my top 100, you'll see like my type of horror, and people are going to look at my list and be like, that is a pile of shit. Like, what are you thinking of? Where's all the classics and what is this nonsense? But I don't know. I just, I, I get something, I like different things out of my horror, I guess. I kind of like like the sillier, I don't know. I'm into the less like serious. I don't want to like end the movie and kind of feel like shit. You, you know what I mean? I want to watch a film that like I'm like fist pumping and being like high fiving and like yeah, let's throw this on again. <laughs> like those are the type of horror films I want to watch. And I, you know, th- these films I did not get that. I was no. just, not for me. But um, I I I have uh, one or two that I'll quickly go out on a, a higher note on because I don't want to end on a downer. But again, I'm trying to be positive <laughs> here, not judging people that like those films. Uh, what else do you guys got? I got one more. Yeah, uh, go for it. Uh, Velvet Goldmine. Do you remember this movie? Oh, that's the one. Uh, it's like a. Yeah. It's like a glam rock Bowie esque character, and there's like an Iggy Pop. And John Reith, uh, Reese Myers plays the Brian Slade, who's basically the Bowie type yeah, of character. But this Bowie character disappears. <clears throat> Ewan McGregor plays. Uh, this Iggy Pop kind of guy, and you've got Christian Bale now going back and reporting. It's kind of got a, a weird structure around the mythology, but you have like a, a lot of like 
Tom York's involved. I think some of the people from Paul, like the music is great in it. It seems so well researched, but you basically have these two films, almost like a new concert doc that is going through the eras, and then a weird bio pick that has bio rock star problems. Yeah. But then this background mythology about why did this guy disappear? Who is he now? And all this kind of stuff. All of them kind of work, but none of them kind of work together. And it's unfortunate because I, I, you know, I really like Todd Haynes as a director. I, I, I saw Safe last year for the first time and it kind of blew me away. I really like Dark Waters, his recent mm-hmm. one. Carol would be one of my top movies of the last decade. Uh, Far From Heaven. Like, uh, I, great, yeah. great director. Um, but this one it, it didn't work it. for me. So um, this is late aughts, right? Like two thousand eight. This is uh, nineteen ninety eight. Oh wow! Um, I thought it was newer. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give it six point five. I think Ooh. we're not hitting a high batting average here, guys. No. <laughs> um, I watched from nineteen ninety nine, Storm of the Century. Have you guys seen this Stephen King made for TV film? No. So this is one that's not based on one of his uh, stories. He actually adapted. Wrote he he wrote the screenplay. He wrote the story to be a screenplay. He wrote it oh, directly cool. for this. I was quite surprised. I had heard pretty good things about this, but um, I I really had dug this one, uh, especially because TV films around that time was when they were doing like some of them are okay, but a lot of bad CGI. Yeah. Just just that TV type of film that wasn't great in the the late mid to late nineties, but. Yeah, th- this one I enjoyed. Pretty much there's a storm. Um, they're on an island. There's a storm hitting, so they're locking everything down. A huge, it's going to be a big, powerful storm. It's going to ravage the small town, the small island town. And um, all of a sudden, uh, this this character shows up, Lanage, and kills this old woman with a cane. And he doesn't really hide it. The old woman has a cane, or he kills her with a cane? I, think, I don't know if he kills her with her cane or his cane. I, okay. I forget. But And he doesn't really hide it. <laughs> And then, and then, so weird stuff is going on. They eventually arrest him. I'm not spoiling too much because it's a three-hour movie. Yeah. Um, and he can like control people and make people do terrible things. Like a girlfriend maybe is going to kill her boyfriend, and all this weird shit is happening. And with a, I don't want to spoil too much, but he he's kind of like in there. And even though he's arrested, it's still he's still like scarier than anyone. Like they think they have him arrested and in charge, but he's still in charge because he can manipulate people. Just all this crazy stuff is happening in the town. And yeah, he, the villain, it's um, Colin Fiore, I think. Oh, the, the Canadian. Actor. Yeah, I thought he was quite, like, he's kind of playing a bit over the top, but I thought he was really cool as the villain. And it's just this great, and it's one of those movies where, like, it's Stephen King, you know, so you're getting tons of characters, and they're, they're really, you know, the three hours they give you, mm. or actually, sorry, it might even be four hours. Like they give you out they, Yeah, really fleshed out characters, but it's one of those ones where it's all interesting. You kind of want to see it work out. But you know what's not, and like the ending is just fucking tragic and tough. <laughs> the decision that the townspeople have to make, like he pretty much makes a deal with them, and it's like take it or leave it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil too much other than that. But um, it, it, it's four hours. It's TV film. There's there's a midpoint where maybe it loses a little bit of steam. Yeah. But there's parts where I was just like fucking really like into this and like. What is going to happen, and how are they going to get out of this? Because this guy can do anything, do anything he wants, he wants um, without saying too much. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. It's one of those ones I'm talking about now. It's probably not going to make my top 100, but I kind of thought about it for a bit. Well, get like, out of here, really? I think it's one of the better huh. Stephen. Like if we're going to do a Stephen King, you know, 
f- four movies. I would totally watch this again. And I think I think it's one of those ones that not enough people talk about. Like I thought it was quite mm-hmm. good. So I'm going to give it seven and a half out of oh, wow. ten. But I, I I did make a note. Like I think this one could go up on on second viewing. Um, if you have another four hours to kill, again though, like I I didn't uh, I didn't it didn't feel like four hours. I mean, like I said, it felt maybe like a mini series. It just felt like. Well, Again, you have to see it like yeah. it's tense kind of throughout. Like it doesn't really mm. let up because, and even the storm is pretty well done. Like for nineties, again, that was when like Langoliers and they were using terrible CGI. Yeah. I didn't notice that in this. Like the 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 effects looked fine, and it felt like so. You feel like you know this huge storm is coming. You're dealing with that, but then this guy shows up and people are dying, and and you know you can't really stop him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was uh, pretty impressed with it. So uh, high recommendation. It's really sad because uh, Kino was looking to release on Blu-ray, and I guess when they edited it, they edited it all on video. So oh. for it to get a Blu-ray, they said, unfortunately, Blu-ray is not going to happen because they would have to get all the film and literally like cut it, edit wow. the whole yeah. thing again, which they're not going to do for this film, even though it has a pretty... Like, if you look, it has a pretty big cult following. It's one of those ones that the people that have seen it love it. Um, but yeah, it's just, unfortunately, DVD is the best we're going to get, at least for any time soon, unless maybe someone pays the money to get it on streaming or something. Um, I just wanted to end on one more movie that was also kind of fun. Another one won't make my list, but I enjoyed it. I watched for the first time The Tingler from 1959. Have you guys seen this? Is that the uh, castle number? Yeah, Vincent mm. Price classic. I haven't seen this, no. So this is uh, probably most famous for the, the uh, what was it, um, Percepto, where... This creature would come out, and they actually would put these little shockers, like shockers, buzzers, in the like bottom. The yeah, buzzers. and so when it leaked yeah. out into the audience, it would come on the screen and be like, "Ah, oh, it's in the audience, it's in the audience." And then, like, it'd be random seats. So, like, maybe the person next to you would be yeah. like, "What? Did you just feel that?" Like, they yeah. would. Yeah. So, like, how cool! I I've, yeah. I missed that, and I'm so sad that we never got to experience some of these movies like that. The like 4D movies? For, like, yeah, even the the 3D Friday Thirteenth and 3D yeah. and the and the Thirteenth Ghosts and like. Even House in Haunted Hill, where the skeleton falls out. I was actually reading someone like went to a screening of this like a year or two ago, and the theater did all the stuff. They set up oh, that's kind of cool. Seats with it, and they had like a skeleton drop. And there's a scene in the movie where Vincent Price does LSD and he's tripping out, <laughs> and they like fucked with the screen. Like they did all these kind of cool things um, that I would love to experience. I mean, maybe it would have, you know, maybe helped me enjoy the film even more but uh yeah this was the big year for price this was like i mean he did house of wax and stuff like yeah. five years before but this is the year where he kind of became the horror the king of horror like i think this year alone i wrote down he did house of haunted hill the bat return of the fly um and this one so yeah i think he did like four or five horror flicks in one year um but yeah anyway so the film is he's a scientist and i guess uh, him and his partner discover that um there's uh when you're when you're afraid this parasitic creature grows on you and it's like the fear it's like it's grabbing on your back or whatever that's it scares you but when you scream it kind of slowly kills it and that's why you know when you scream you survive huh. but he happens to run into this um deaf and dumb as they describe her woman who can't scream so what would happen but there's all kinds of like twists and turns like he's got this adulterous wife that's like is he going to kill her does she want to get rid of him? And and then, you know, there's all these kind of twists and turns that were kind of fun. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's not my favorite price. It's kind of missing the, those priceisms that I love where he's kind of squirmy and kind of like fun. Like this one, he's kind of more playing the serious part. Uh, he's playing like the scientist. Um, he's not getting as many like one-liners and like that kind of fun banter. But yeah, I don't know. I, I still had fun with it. I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. Um 
it, it wasn't great, but it was like fun. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones that's short. You don't feel like you yeah, wasted like your time. Yeah, like an hour and ten. An but hour you're not going to be like, ah, oh, this is the best price yeah. either. There's a lot more price films I would put over this one. Um, but again, like it's one of those ones if I saw in the theater, that probably would have added yeah. an extra point. I think that would have been so much fun. But it, it is fun. And, and it's cool because the Blu-ray that I got, um, Indicator put out great releases of Wheeling Castle. Like for 13 Ghosts, they came where you can watch the it with the different glasses and mm-hmm. all different modes. And this one they put, um, it, it has like the modes where it's um, it comes on in the theater and it's screen and, you know, he's like oh be careful you gotta scream to kill the monster and then it has like the alternate well, I guess for drive throughs they did an alternate version where William Castle would actually come on screen and tell people like oh, put put your uh, lights on in your car to, to try to find the creature and everyone screams so they, I don't know it's kind of fun like I love yeah. those gimmicks inside yeah. middle of movies that it would probably be fun to go see this at like an old school screening mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, yeah, William Castle, man, I'm so sad that I missed experiencing those in theaters. Matinee is actually a great Joe Dante. I was about to say, like, Matinee pretty yeah, much was uh, his that, story, um, right? That's kind of, yeah, is a homage to all these different gimmicks he did. But uh, yeah, fun film. Awesome, awesome. Cool. Um, I guess with that, uh, are we going to jump into the reason why we're here? Oh, The Fog? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's uh, throw up the trailer for The Fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here. And let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. One hundred years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now it has returned. One hundred years ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. Some no water got in here, but something awful cold did. I think I'll go to Vancouver now. Where's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. Stay away from the fog. Creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog, starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The Fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. 
between midnight and one, it will find you. A strange glowing fog rolls into a small coastal town in California, exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. Yes, we're talking about The Fog, John Carpenter's classic film from 1980. Um... Of course, I don't think we need to go too much into John Carpenter. I think everyone knows who he is. That guy is just like going through his filmography. It's like Last classic, House on classic. the Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screams, yeah. uh, Hills of Eyes. Hellraiser, right? No, it was a- <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. It's funny looking through his filmography because he did Halloween, and you would think like these days, you know, you do a huge hit like that, you're going to follow up with a huge hit. Yeah. He did two TV films, <laughs> Elvis and someone's watching me before he then came and did oh, The crazy. Fog, which is so weird. Oh, weird. Um, Elvis with Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, which I actually just picked mm-hmm. up because I've been wanting to see it for the longest time because I've heard it's pretty good. Curious. I love Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah. Russell's Elvis would be fine in John Carpenter. Um, but yeah, um, it was kind of uh, fascinating to see it. Someone, Someone's watching me is kind of a fun one. It's nothing like spectacular. It's kind of lesser mm-hmm. Carpenter, but it's not a, a bad little flick. But uh, yeah, so he followed, this was kind of his real, his theatrical follow-up, though. Um, him and Deborah Hill, of course, put it together. Um, Deborah Hill, who he met on, Long and worked with on Halloween and Escape from New York to, in Halloween 2, which this was kind of an awkward experience because he had recently broke up with Deborah Hill. Oh, yeah, and And because Bar- Adrian Barbeau, he met, she's in Someone's Watching Me. He met her on that Wasn't film. did she escape from New York, too? Uh, that, that was after uh. Uh, this, uh, though. So yeah, he met her during that, and then in a, I don't know if he yeah. cheated or not. I don't know what happened yeah, well. there, but he ended up having a fling with her, and he married her. So when this film was starting, he was recently married to Barbo, and Jamie Lee Curtis talked a bit about that. That it was kind of awkward because like they had so much fun on Halloween, and they were the cute couple, and then it was kind of like, oh, you're oh, it's awkward now for everyone yeah. involved. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They 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 still work together again. That yeah, being they said, everyone who's uh, Adrian Barbaro's character in this, do you guys remember her name? Uh, the, uh, Stevie Wayne. Stevie Wayne. Everybody yeah. in San Antonio Bay wants to get with the DJ, right? Like she is kind of <laughs> yeah. like the uh, the vixen <laughs> of this story. I remember the first time. I don't yeah. know about you guys. The first time I saw Adrian Barbaro, I was probably younger, mm-hmm. and she's so eight, like the '80s hair and everything. She just felt like an older woman. Like, she I, really did. I just didn't. Well, because get she it. was in Creep Show, right? Like, oh, who's yeah, this? Yeah, uh, and she kind of had, and even Swamp Thing. Like, she totally yeah. has that older it just yeah. has that 80s look and now it's like man I Ooh, totally la, la. get it she is so there's something that voice is so sexy yeah and I was actually she actually copied or not copied it but she was uh, influenced by a real re, uh, radio um, host called Allison Steele a, who's known as the Nightbird and you can check up uh, I actually I actually like watched some, I listened to um, some clips of her on YouTube and yeah it, she sounds identical this that she kind of has that I don't know how to ex- explain it, but that like sexy radio voice yeah. that, yeah, I, I don't it, know. Is sultry? Is yeah, that the, sultry. Uh... And you could kind of understand how everyone in the town would be like, yeah. yeah <laughs> Even if they don't know what she looks like, they'd be like, yeah. And she's from the big this? city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Adrian Barbo is. Isn't the name of the radio station a bit like uh, suggestive too? It's like um, WKUM or something like that. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> Am I wrong in this? I don't know. It is something like that, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a big Adrian Barbeau fan. There, there's certain actors that, like I don't really care about autographs, but there's certain actors I'd want to get their autograph. And funny, and funny enough, two of them are in this: <laughs> Tom Atkins and Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> I've got Elvira's and I've got Tom Savini's. You know, kind of. I don't care about you know the Jamie Lee Curtis is great. She's yeah. a screen queen. I love her in a lot of films, but like these ones, you know. And these are two that I, I'd love to get. Just you look at her filmography, and it's like yeah, Escape from New York, Creep Show. Yeah. 
Swamp Thing, Two Evil Eyes. She was Catwoman in the the '90s uh, Batman animated series. Like just so many, so many of, of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think she's great in this. I mean, she has to spend most of the film by herself in right? the radio yeah. station, yeah. right? Which is was would be a, a kind of a tough performance to pull off. And she kind of does it well, even though she's like a f- frightened to like jump on the microphone and kind of be cool. Yeah. And no, then, no, no, yeah, she, she, uh, she is excellent in this, and mm-hmm. she, like, she's acting by herself into a mic, and then acting mm-hmm. with that kid who you just want to murder. Yeah, <laughs> what is the, uh, the, what is the pop rocks and uh, stomach, soda. stomach punchers, stomach pounders, <laughs> stomach <something>. pounders, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I like all. Like you said, I think that'd be a tough performance because she has to like be screaming and like, and she's truly and the center and, of the yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's a lighthouse, if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, as we mentioned, written by John Carpenter, Deborah Hill. The score, of course, by John Carpenter. I don't know about you guys, but this is not only one of my favorite Carpenter scores, it's one of my favorite horror scores of all time. I don't know why, it just it clicks with me. I think it also, it's a score that's a little more subtle. Yeah, it's like not as uh, bombastic as so like Prince of Darkness. It's like... Like right in your uh, right I in do your love craw. That one, but, yeah. Uh, but this one is kind of like ding 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 ding, kind of like it, it rolls in like the it's, fog. Yeah, it's not as iconic. Yeah. Uh, like there's no piece that's as iconic as the Halloween. Yeah, they, they don't. I don't know if there's too many pieces that hold up on their own, but I think with the film, it plays perfectly with the yeah. The and with the old screen. music they're playing on the radio station. Yeah, right? yeah like yeah. It, there, there's something about that as as well. Um, but yeah, it, everything about this movie is atmosphere, and, yeah. and yeah. so is the music. Which, that's a perfect leeway. We don't normally talk about cinematographers, but I in was this actually going to bring this up. This guy was Dean, Dean Cundy, we got to talk about, who is one of my favorite cinematographers of all time. He did the first three Halloween films, mm-hmm. Escape from New York, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, Back to the Future, all three of them, Jurassic Park. Uh, a film that I feel is totally underrated, Nothing But Trouble, which is <laughs> like this kind of bad but awesome film. <laughs> But yeah, Ackroyd directed that, right? <laughs> yeah, that I movie's think so. insane, right? I don't want to get off on a tangent, but how could that movie <laughs> got made? Like, it, it's so <laughs> fucked well, up. I, I think there was a director's cut that was like different too, and oh, they, yeah? they had to kind of cut it down. And anyways, let's not get into that because I could talk yeah. about that movie yeah, forever. Fair enough. Um, it's it's one of those like those it's one of those uh hit, not hidden gems, but um. What do you call those movies that you're kind of embarrassed by? But guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure for me. Like it's, it's a. I know it's not a great film, but there's something about it that I've we always should loved. do a double feature with Nothing But Trouble and Neighbors. Oh yeah, yeah. The you're movie, talking about the that. movie yeah, yeah. that he made with Belushi <laughs> that is also just batshit that makes no sense. Like Belushi's the straight man and Ackroyd's you know what? the straight man. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. All so right. That's what we can do for '95. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm down. Let's do this. Um. But yeah, I, I wanted to mention Dean Cunningham because I, I, I love a lot of his mm-hmm. work. Um, I guess we'll get into the cast, but I guess before maybe we get into them, we should talk what the basic plot of the film is. We kind of I kind of brought up in the synopsis, but yeah, it's pretty much it opens up and all this weird shit is going on. Is it Father? Not Father Loomis. What's the name of the uh, father? You guys remember um, the priest? Yeah, it's uh, Father Malone. Father Malone. Malone yeah. But yeah, all this weird stuff is going on in the town. You find out it's a it's a hundredth anniversary when this ship crashed, and that was kind of the beginning of the town because it crashed and there was all gold in it. But what the town finds out is that that was done purposely because they were lepers coming in. Lepers made a deal: if you let us, you know, live next to you, you can have our you fortune. Can, yeah, we'll give you, we'll pay you money. And they they decided, well, we can't 
we'll just take his all the yeah. money yeah. and not have them here because <laughs> yeah. we don't want any lepers. Um, and this is the curse kind of returning. Um, mm. And it, I think the reason it works and it opens up right with that. Um, uh, who is it? It's uh, John Houseman telling this yeah, campfire tale. Awesome. And I think that's why I love this film. It yeah. has that campfire like ghost story that you would tell with your friends. It has mm. that EC Comics feel to it. So I've only ever watched this during uh, Halloween season, and it's it's a great summer oh, yeah. it, movie. It's a great summer movie. Well, I think it takes yeah. place in April, isn't it? It's yeah, April. It's April 21st. Okay. Actually, I yeah. was talking to you guys. But it's out on the West Coast, yeah, so it's yeah. like... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, whatever yeah. that is. You know how them West Coasters do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I got kind of a charge, because on the 21st of April... My daughter was born too, so I'm oh, like, nice. that's when San Antonio's she birthday came is in too. Through the fog, so right? you're gonna have to give her celebrate with a fog birthday every that's year, and thinking. she's gonna be like, Dad, I want to do a shout out. <laughs> so, but but one of one of the conspirators, there's seven of them that they cause these lepers to crash and all yeah. die. Mm-hmm. But one of them was Father Malone's grandfather. grandfather. Well, I think all of them. I think I don't know if they touch upon it. I know in the book they do. I don't. I think the movie they kind of give hints, but. All the people dying are relatives of the people that were involved in oh, this. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think there's six. Is there six or something? There's six. six. Yeah. So, so, but here's the thing. So Father Malone is Father Malone of the church, mm-hmm. and so was his grandfather was Father Malone. How did he sire mm-hmm. someone to be That's an excellent Father Malone point. again? He's not supposed to be well, maybe back having in the day, relations. Like, uh, the Catholic Church in California. You this know? is just, like. the, the, you know, I, this this lost a whole point for me because of this conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> the things that you think about in the movie. Yeah, that's I, actually impressive that you came up with this. Like, because I wouldn't even clock this. Maybe it's one of them weird sects of the Catholic Church where they're allowed to, uh, you know, fornicate with uh, the townsfolk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all sons of Father yeah, Malone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Kyle. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, it's pretty much this glowing fog coming in on a hundredth anniversary, and these ghost pirates. I guess they're kind of, uh, kind of pirates, or just maybe they're supposed to yeah, look like what they lo- would have looked like in that time. I guess maybe that's where they got other money from. Sh- shipmen, um, ship crew. Uh, yeah, because they were clearly rich lepers. So I'm curious if they were like pirates before they were uh, abandoned to a colony. I think I think the the main leper came from a very well-to-do family. They talk uh. about that in the movie. Um, I guess we can in that talk about the rest of the cast. Um, my boy, our our, our boy, we're slowly, hopefully, going to turn Adam on him. But Tom Atkins is Nick Castle. I, I do like Tom Atkins. Yeah, he's great in this, and, and I, I do love him in Night of the Creeps. Now I'm yeah. I'm starting to. He's coming around. I saw like all his stuff with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like yeah. that opening stuff is so good. Yeah. Like you're not weird, are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I do love that scene. I will say my my least favorite part of this was when they become like the duo trying to solve the mystery that mm. that's probably my least favorite part of the movie but so i kind of liked it because it, it's it kind of starts out as a one night fling and then it's like oh, i'm gonna i'll stick around but and it, there's a this. few pat like there's the one scene i know they had to pad some stuff in the, the movie but there's the one scene where the the corpse yeah co- oh comes it to li- yeah. comes to life which that yeah that was added after to come that out. makes no sense right like yeah the, whatsoever but that's the only scene in the whole movie well, I don't where know, I'm like because I think it would make sense because all the stuff they're doing is weird like it from the opening beginning they're making like shit fall and gas but that's during start. that time between twelve and one when the original uh, conspirators okay. met 
it all makes sense. That yeah. one scene is, and it happened when I watched it in October again, where I went, that's just here to try to scare people. Fuck that scene. Um, but on the last the last day, it, it's kind of throughout the whole day. Like that's well, the last day. That's the whole day where they they cra- mm, they said they would okay. come back. It's all explained in the goddamn movie, yeah, I man. Don't, I don't. I, don't I, <laughs> I know this is the first time you guys have watched this, but come on. I'm too busy. Let, like this guy is like <laughs> pulling off these like weird things. Like how could Father Malone, Sire Father Malone, how could this corpse come to life? He's like. I'm getting Point really into the particulars this, of this, this movie. Is what he's but now, I love no. this fucking movie. Yeah. So I'm just the two plot These, holes. This is what he's thinking of. This is what my notes are. The the dialogue. I love where she's like, Oh, you're my thirteenth ride. Great, strange and unlucky. We'll see. <laughs> like I I, lo- I love in all these movies, Tom yeah. Atkins somehow beds like she's supposed to be young, right? Like yeah. she is. And then like they I, I love how she like she probably is like nineteen, twenty in this, right? Maybe like, younger, but uh, I love how like it cuts to from that like after that stuff happens. Then like it cuts how Kyle to, got really excited. Maybe younger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> well, I think she. I, thought, I got the impression she was supposed to be like. The, the numbers are foggy in this movie. <laughs> I thought she was supposed to be 17, 16, 17, maybe eighteen. Um, well, I don't know. I got the impression this is it, California, man. You if know, you're running away, you're not running there. away at like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> running away from home. I don't know. And it's kind of a big deal. Like she kind of hints that it's a big deal that she's like kind of sleeping around and getting in. And, and, I think and, she's uh, actually in college, and, and like she comes from family and money, an and she's running away from. Yeah, her yeah, money. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing I love is like it cuts to that, and it's them just wake waking up after sex, <laughs> and it's like, can I ask you something? And she's like, uh, sure. What's your name? <laughs> I love that. Like they've gone through all this, and like. Yeah, let's get the name. I, I don't know. I, I I love that in Carpenter's writing. All the characters, I think what he does so well, especially in this film, um, is that like there's a there's a lot of other characters, but they're all kind of interesting. Like I kind they of are. like them all. Yeah. Mm. And I mean you look at who who he's got. He's got like sc- scream queens alone. Like Adrian Barbeau, you could yeah. argue is a scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis, and then Janet Lee, who's kind yeah. of like one of the original scream queens from you know, who's Jamie Lee Curtis's yeah. mother, obviously, and from Psycho and um, what else did she do? Touch of Evil. Touch of Evil, yeah. Um, so yeah, th- that's kind of a big deal. Then you have Tom Atkins, like, and then even Hal Hallberg. I think I usually yeah. enjoy a lot of stuff. Rituals, he's great in Creep Show. R.I.P. Just um, just passed away. Yeah, he did. It's oh, crazy, did, right? Yeah. But he, he's done a lot of films that I love as well, and I thought he's really great in this. I, I was reading actually; they were originally trying to get Christopher Lee, but he he wasn't able to do the role. I guess he had something else. I, in this case, I actually think it's it's yeah, yeah it's, better, right? it's better. It, that would have been interesting. But he I think plays Colin, an unhinged priest really well, yeah. like the alcoholic. I, he's kind I, of a yeah, drinker. I, I love the the line where it, the the construction workers like. So, uh, Father, when am I getting paid? Coming yeah. at six thirty. <laughs> yeah, he tells him to come in later for a shift. I know it's, it's actually John. Yeah, John, John Carpenter, Carpenter plays. Carpenter. Yeah. What I know, what a bastard. He's just like, can I get paid? And he's like, uh, just for that, I'm going to dock. You're going to lose two, two hours, hours now. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught that too. I thought that was great. Um, and then you have Nancy Loomis, um, of course, famous from Halloween. Um, and some other, she was in Assault and Precinct 13 as well. I didn't realize too, she was Tom Atkins' wife in Halloween 3. Really? It's only a bit part and she looks like older and that they kind of made her look older, but it's so weird. I never caught that till I was doing research for this. But uh, she's got some great lines too. And I, I love too where she's like, you're the only person, because she's like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And Janet Lee's like, you're the only person that can make yes, oh, ma'am yeah. <laughs> sound like screw you. <laughs> Um, but she she's kind of funny. But yeah, I think every kind of character is interesting enough. They kind mm-hmm. of hold it. I even enjoy the 
the old lady watching the kid. <laughs> I love uh, the I old lady. I was actually thinking about her before you guys explained it. Like, why did she die? That's that's that kind of sounded sexual. <laughs> You're kind of like, I was actually thinking about her before we came. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mrs. <laughs> Colbridge, you stop scaring me. <laughs> oh, and um, the, the guy that's uh, flirting with Adrian Barbeau, the, um, oh, yeah, the, weatherman, the weatherman, is uh, oh, Charles yeah. Cyphers, who's Daniel, playing Daniel Bryant, which it's yeah. funny because all these actors are named after like you know famous um i guess friends of carpenter famous mm-hmm. dan o'bannon of course is the guy that like wrote alien yeah. and, and whatnot worked with him on darkster but yeah that's sheriff uh, lee brackett from the halloween films and he did like oh, again crazy he did a solid on precinct 13 someone's watching me Elvis so he pretty much he does the kevin smith thing where he just like makes yeah films i think yeah exactly i think he yeah. if he likes you you're gonna probably make a few more films a few more him. films and we're gonna you'll probably see that yeah. in the films we talk about that some of these names are gonna pop up again but and some Different names, just so you want to keep tuning in. It won't be the same cast. And all It'll be different cast. Different, <laughs> somewhat different cast. Yeah. Rotating. But I, I think what this film, I think, it, I don't know about you guys, but for me it says it's all about that atmosphere. Just every frame, it just, I love that, yeah, that EC Comics And, and the town, yeah. the location yeah. is, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, so you, cool. you get it, right? Like you understand what this space is, and she's in the lighthouse and able to see so much of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Like this was... This kind of blew my mind because I hadn't seen it until maybe, you know, half a decade ago or something like that. And, uh, you know, I like I like this more than Halloween. I'm going to go. You might be right on that, actually. I don't want to say too, anything because yeah. I'm going to probably talk about yeah. it again. I don't, I don't yeah, want to say too much Yeah, in the top 100, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely I'm talk sure about I'll it. probably make all of our lists. But yeah, I, I agree. This is one I've always found to be kind of underrated. Oh, it doesn't make my list, but uh, oh, okay. I, you know, I, I, I like it more than a Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I'll say okay, that. fair enough. <laughs> but uh, do you find like this one is kind of underrated? Like I feel like everyone yes. talks about Halloween, everyone talks about the thing. I find this one kind of gets shoved as like a lesser carpenter. And I, I'm just it's like, usually what? in another tier down. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it in second or even third tier and like yeah carpenter fans just seem to like they like it but they don't love it and i'm just like what like to me it gives me everything i love in a film like it has that mythology mythology atmosphere atmosphere, great characters interesting characters all great actors some great uh great uh script the monsters look great yeah cool ghosts and then it just has um yeah, it just everything like kind of goes to, together well. Like mm-hmm. it actually has scary moments too. Like some of these moments, you know, some of these films are kind of like cool atmosphere, but they're like I think this film has some kind of scary moments. Like the scene where that for the boy finds a coin and then it turns into the piece of the boat. Yeah, and yeah, she brings it to cool. her within the uh, to her um her uh the lighthouse where yeah. she's doing the radio station. And um, it was like six. Yeah, like she leaves it on like some tapes or whatever, and it starts like dripping, turning into water, dripping water, and then the lights on fire, and it starts like changing the voice, the sinister voice yeah, coming out of the, the radio. radio. Yeah, very, very, very creepy, cool. mm-hmm. very creepy. And I think there's some even like the way they're showing you. You never get a full glimpse at these characters. It's kind of funny because Naka, who does all these horror finger figures that I, I usually mm-hmm. am into, purchase on my favorites, and this one came out, and I'm like, wait, who's that supposed to be? Because they did like this cool ghost pirate, and it looks great. But it's like looking at the film, you never really you get a great yeah. glimpse at it. So you could sit this figure and be like, I don't know what that's supposed to be from. And I think that's kind of cool. I think if you showed too much, it might not have worked. The fact that they're always kind of kept in the fog, mm. always kind of kept in silhouettes, you might see the glowing eyes. I think that like adds, it makes them that much scarier to me. 
Um, and just yeah, the, the way they show up and the, the, you see the glowing fog. Well, and you, you first uh, see yeah. these guys when the uh, the guys are all drinking on a boat, like yeah, kind of yeah. getting hammered, and that one ship just kind of like comes in like off the tide. It looks yeah, amazing, cool. right? And that's even a great moment yeah. too. Like those five guys are in it for that bit part. Yeah. But this, there's oh, I don't see no fog. Yeah. And then they're like telling the stories about how you met Adrian Barbo's character at the grocery store. Yeah. No man, she's crazy. There's no fog. Like he keeps on bringing it up, and yeah. he's like, oh hey, there's a fog. Like yeah. the way it's like this great comedic. Timing, I thought it, it all really worked the way like it keep it keeps on rolling the dialogue off mm-hmm. them telling the story and this guy like obsessed with this fog not being there. But um, yeah, I don't know that this film just works on on every level for me. I don't have too many complaints. No. Um, it's probably everyone probably knows that I guess he originally did it as a ghost story and it wasn't long enough. And he watched it and he's kind of like it's missing something. And I think at that time too, films were getting a little bit more gory, gory with the kills. Yeah. So he went back and he shot. I think they said like one third of the film. He added like a lot of the stuff. I guess the the in finale, the, the finale in the lighthouse. I think yeah. he either added or added more on to that. I don't know if she had much to do after that. Like a lot of the kills were added. Um, the the whole, of course, the opening with John Helsing, yeah. which I think like is so perfect. Yeah, that made that film. Movie. That and then the, the, the credits, the opening credits oh, are yeah, amazing yeah, 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 and where yeah. all the weird stuff's yeah. happening around the town mm-hmm. and it, it's a long mm-hmm. section. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but it works but yeah, really, it sets, really well. It sets it up. It is. It's like that slow burn, but it just, it You're gets like, why you. is this happening? Yeah. What, yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, Excellently com- yeah. composed in terms of like the 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 kind of montage of of shots. A wonderful sequence. One of the yeah like yeah. one of the best openings I think of any horror movie. And I think I really agree with you when you said like the setting. Like I think the setting is a character. Like it yeah. just you feel like you're on the island. You feel like you have been yeah. listening to uh, Stevie Wayne on the radio every day. You kind of feel like you know these townspeople. And they do a great job of just yeah, you're putting you in the town. And, and a lot of films don't succeed at that. And I think that's another reason why I think this film is so strong. Like I know all these characters and, you know, even the bit parts, you might see a character here and there. Like you mm-hmm. kind of, they feel like real characters and everyone has lived in this town. They even together. like the cast like the, at the bar where they're all yeah, like outside yeah, exactly. with the uh, town hall going on. Um, I, I just wanted to, I don't have too much to say, but I, I do think to the ending, I don't want to give it away or anything, but I think it's just perfect the way it, like the voiceover over the radio and the music that like that score part, mm-hmm. um, which I think is called—I think it's called Matthew's Ghost Story. I always listen to that part of the score. I think it's so great. Um, it's kind of different than the other score because it's not haunting. It's more like—I don't know—just I don't know how to exper- uh, explain it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that is like such a perfect ending. Um, and, and all of the finale, I man, it's exciting. But then, yeah, it just it kind of has this cool. It just kind of kind of has this kind of like it's over, but you know, there's it's Something's still out. it's still out there kind of thing, like. This ghost, this ghost legend is going to live on, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, what do you guys? Do you guys have anything else to add? I think no. I think that's I, yeah. Um, I just, I just have a quick little bit of trivia, and then we'll give our ratings. Or do we want to give our ratings now? Or go with your trivia. Okay, I'll, I'll just be quick. Uh, just it had a budget of one point one million. I think it was like one million, and then the reshoots brought it up to one point one. Uh, it ended up doing twenty one point three million domestic. So huge, pretty big hit. Um, and I guess back then international wasn't as big, but still you're looking at what almost 19 times, whatever, almost maybe even 20 times, I guess. Um, uh, the only thing, uh, Avco Embassy, they spent three million on advertising. The only reason I wanted to bring this up again, talking about the William Castle, which again was kind of cool because back then they would, 
every it wouldn't open in every city at the exact same time. They would take those film prints and they would I could move them around to city to city. Exactly. So with this one, they would set up fog machines outside. Which oh, that's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the film uh, was originally not well received by critics. Um, of course, it's become more loved since then. But Carpenter actually says it's a, a, he says it's become a minor horror classic, but it's not one of his favorites. He's not a huge fan of oh, it. I guess he he just felt like it it didn't. He was struggling with budget, and uh, he had to do the reshoots. It, and, it sounds like it probably was a, not a fun movie to make. Yeah, with all all those changes, but it, yeah. it coheres. It really yeah. does. Yeah. And that's and it, you guys know this. Like this is usually the thing I complain about a bunch of these movies. Yeah, yeah I, I'm actually I didn't think you mm. would like this. I'm I, curious I, I, your score actually. Um, yeah, but this led to the the remake. Him want to do the remake, I guess. But mind you, oh, they whoa, say whoa, that. Whoa, but whoa, I think whoa, the whoa. reason he wanted to do the remake was money. Yeah. <laughs> if you talk to John Carpenter, he's he, he's not even like hiding it anymore. He'll say in an interview. No, I, I did it because they offered me a big chunk of money. But the <laughs> right. remake of this, yeah, which is awful. Oh, it's so bad. One of the worst. Film horror remakes of all time. It's, it's. I don't so think bad. I've seen it since I saw it in theaters. I've so saw, I think it was, well, I was we, just given the DVD from somebody else's collection, so I think yeah. I'm going to watch it this shot. Yeah. You should watch. Yeah, we, we maybe we will try to watch it. I thought uh, we covered well, it on our old podcast. Oh, I don't the um, horror more podcast, but I'm I'm pretty. I mean, I don't like a lot of remakes, but usually there's something you get get out of them. This is like probably the biggest drop from any. Like it is unwatchable. Um. Uh, the only other thing I got is Father Malone. Um, I guess we didn't mention that he finds like this diary. It just pops out of the wall, and that's where he f- reads about the, you know, what his um, the leper ghosts the his the relatives did. But if you actually read the book, there's a split second. It's like in sign language. The diary. I guess the person that wrote it was like this college kid that didn't give a fuck, and he wrote, um, uh, what is it? Something something. You can I guess they couldn't make it out. My college education to work writing dumb shit. And this fucking movie props being one, it's time to bring in the words guide or the big tits, tattoos, and shaved beaver, beavers. <laughs> I know. And then something about horny, he goes on. Like, so if you actually pause it and read it, it is there. You can see it. It's is in like Latin or something like it's that. It's like, no, it's like fancy, like Sansa calligraphy. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 but you can make it out. Like, you can find it online and kind of see. So that's kind of a, a fun tidbit. And, um, yeah, the only other thing I got, I guess in the 90s, before the remake, John Carpenter was talking about doing an anthology TV series, and it wouldn't really involve these characters, but it would involve kind of the the, the history Bay? and the, the, the curse, and it would be like all these supernatural that weird things That could be a good movie, on. the original, yeah. what, ha- what how they kill the lepers. And then there would be connective ties, I guess, throughout throughout the episodes but yeah it didn't happen unfortunately or maybe who knows maybe fortunately because i could have also ruined it i mean sometimes they do that mm-hmm. and mm. adding sometimes adding too much of the mythology takes something away halloween we, too. yeah which we've yeah. learned from halloween or even rob zombies halloween um but uh yeah i don't know um I, it sounded i think it's pretty obvious we're all big fans of the film mm-hmm. we could talk on and on but uh we don't want to bore you too much with plot points and whatnot and i'm sure we'll probably bring it up again in our top 100. <laughs> what are you guys going to give it score-wise? I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, I'm giving it 9 out of 10. Oh, yeah, shit. I was going to go 9 out of 10, too. I've been struggling between 9 9.5. But, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I'll say about this is it doesn't necessarily... Some of the other Carpenter I find I've watched again, and it's like, oh, this is this is better. Like, the, the set. This one kind of blew me away the first time and kind of is held there. 
Yeah, I, but I think it's because it's so good. You know, I mean, once you hit that high mm. point, it's hard to. It's true. I think it's more the films that you either don't love or you didn't fully appreciate that over time they go up and go up. But the films that, like The Thing and stuff like that, it's hard to. There are some of them, though, that like, oh, this is really great. The first time, you know, like I watched, we, which we talked about, Rear Window for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. But I might love it more. Like, that's why it, it got hmm. from, it probably went from like a nine to a 10 eventually. Like, yeah. it's, it's in that echelon that I almost have no other movies. Okay. This, this one, it's a nine. All right, fair enough. Um, Nine for me as well. Um, I, I again, I, it's I agree. a big score for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't go too high because I always find, feel like there's some this improvement. The yeah, first one that we've all gave nines to. Yeah, this has to go into. We have to come up. Didn't we come up we with were something? Talking about oh, the maniacs, like, uh, the maniacs, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, but that was anything above. I think eights. So oh, okay. this is this is a maniac, like a, a, a golden game. maniac. Rear, rear window hit a maniac. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to well. create a list yeah. somewhere uh, to add these, and it, probably for our top 100. Like I think. Any film that all three of us have in the top 100, I think that deserves yeah. to go in the Maniacs, if too. You have, if you guys add any movie below an eight for your top 100, you don't like movies. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I don't know. Yeah, you better not. <laughs> I have a couple that are 3.5s out of 5, but again, I'm sure they, they may either might not make it or they're probably 4s. They really. better they better be 4s. <laughs> That's I'll all change, I can say. I'll go back say. and change them. No, you're, I, I'm a pretty tough marker, but you're right. Um I, I, I am not. I, whatever. I <laughs> Puppet Master 2? Here's t- 4. <laughs> this guy tosses out 5s to Boar and yeah. Puppet Master. Um, but yeah, you know, this is, uh, this is a great film. Um, everyone should watch it and get, give it another shot. I think it's one of those ones that, again, kind of gets maybe left out when talking about the Carpenter highlights. I think in some ways I, I was lucky because I hadn't watched a... Carpenter's the one director who I, where I had seen a bunch of the movies before. Uh, but I hadn't seen him in a long time. I hadn't seen Halloween in a long time. Or what? What? It, well, have you seen? So we're going to talk about Prince of Darkness. They live in and melt the madness for this month. I'd never seen any, any of those. those. Okay. So no, no, no. That's not true. They live in pieces. In, in, in tele, like television, okay. city TV pieces. Yeah. So it'll be kind of exciting to see your your first time watches. I wonder how they'll they'll work on a first time watch. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think I can usually find something out of all his films. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, maybe not so much the word. Uh, yeah. Even Ghosts of Mars, though, I'm sure I can find something in Vampires, yeah. even I like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, if you want to get a hold of us and talk uh, John Carpenter or uh, defend the remake of The Fog, or if we should watch <laughs> it, you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Movie City Maniac. Or we now have an Instagram page. Which is something. Movie City Maniacs. <laughs> and then, yeah, just the Facebook page, search Movie City Maniacs. You'll find us on there. You can join the discussion. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we're going to be back with more Carpenter. We started off with a highlight. Again, we're not going to go through them all. We'll do four now. Maybe next year we'll do another four. So we can, we're can. we kind of stretching out the... We don't want to burn through all the great Carpenter in, in one hit. Um, yeah. We'll be back. With some, we'll be back with, uh, I guess, Prince of Darkness next, right? Ooh, I'm excited See, about this yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Uh, Cool, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Stay scared. Bye.